Good evening. This is Sarah Howe, and I am the host for uh, tonight's conversation about bullying and the nurtured heart approach. And I know this is a topic that many of you are excited about hearing us discuss this evening. And I have some wonderful people that are joining me. For those of you that don't know who I am, um, I am a school psychologist. I'm also the president of the North Dakota Association of School Psychology. Um, I work as a practicing school psychologist. I have been, and I'm going to start my 19th year doing that. And I've also written children's books that um, are used with uh, the Nurtured Heart Approach. So you may be missing Howie tonight, and that's because he's traveling. And Stephanie Rule will be back next month um, also as a podcast um, host. So tonight, I'm so honored to have Jamie Gregory, though, with me. And you're here, right, Jamie? I am here in West yes, Virginia. Yes, okay. Yes. Here we go. And he is coming from West Virginia. I am in the middle of the country. I'm um, in northern Minnesota. Um, and let me tell you a little bit about um, Jamie. Um, he's a consultant for two County Head Start programs, and he teaches as an adjunct professor um, in the West uh, Virginia University School of Social Work graduate program. He is also, like me, an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach. Um, he's in private practice as user-friendly therapy. Jamie's hobbies are music and bird watching, um, both things I love also. Um, he and his wife Nancy have two sons and are very proud grandparents. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's great to be with you. For those people that may be joining us for the first time, and they've never had kind of a background on this nurtured heart approach, could you just give us the smallest snapshot of, you know, maybe a kind of an elevator conversation. What is the nurtured heart approach? What does it mean to you? Um, well, for me, it is, uh, the nurtured heart approach is um, setting the intention of uh, communicating to people on the spot, in the moment, the qualities of their goodness and greatness. Um, and uh, it is also um, conveyed by having a focus on what's going right, the successes that are happening. You know, the, the, it's a, <laughs> I guess it's gratitude in action, I might put it that way. Yeah. Giving voice to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really changes the intentionality in relationships um, is what I have found also. Um, Absolutely. Changes you and, uh, and the way you interact with others. Um, so let's, let's dive into our guests this evening because we have two wonderful guests, um, Tanya Frazier and Matt Steinborn. And both of them are going to be sharing their experiences on bullying and um, also the victims of bullying and just – Lots of good discussions we're going to have tonight. So let me just share a little bit about Tanya because she's also a dear friend of mine, as Matt is also. Um, she's a dynamic presenter. If you've never heard her present before, she's absolutely passionate um, and finds great joy and peace um, in presenting um, both from her personal and professional lives. Um, she has a bachelor's degree in elementary education. Um, she's worked extensively with families with experiences both in-home and agency-based parent education. She is a Nurtured Heart Approach Advanced Trainer under the instruction of its creator, Howard Glasser, 
and is the owner of Heart to Heart Consulting, um, through which she provides coaching, presentations on a, on a nurture head approach, local, national, and international level. She's also the director of the Trainer Outreach for the Children's Success Foundation. And following her passion on the topic of ceasing bullying, um, Tanya presented at the 2015 um, Nurtured Heart Approach Global Summit and the National Conference on Bullying in Orlando, Florida. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So let me also introduce Matt. Matt Steinborn um, is a full-time school psychologist in West Fargo, North Dakota. He earned his master's degree and specialist degree in school psychology from Minnesota State University, Moorhead along with a graduate certificate in special education autism spectrum disorders. Matt became a certified trainer at the Norwich England CTI in 2013 and began using the new wealth of knowledge to develop an observational system for the Nurtured Heart Approach for his master's thesis. Matt became an advanced trainer in January of 2015 and he has since reached out to educators to spread Nurtured Heart Approach at the middle school level. Matt's um, empathetic compassion for others, especially you, brings the heart into this research. Welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me. All right, now we get to talk. <laughs> Let's talk about bullying. I don't know which one of you wants to kind of go first, but, um, you know, nurtured heart and bullying, how do they go together? Um, where do you see um, nurtured heart um, bringing something to this table? Matt, why don't you start and then I'll finish. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, when I think of bullying right now, it's kind of the hot topic within schools, um, especially at the middle school level of what I see. Um, and I see actually there being two um, problems with this, is that it's uh, because it's a hot topic or a hot button issue, um, a, a student might get picked on um, and it's, it's automatically called bullying. Um, when really there's two things going on. There's bullying, actual bullying, and then there's just peer conflict, which is natural and happens. Um, and what I think I, I really, and we can dive into that a little bit later, but um, what I think is really um, powerful with Nurtured Heart as far as both of those issues is that it can start to empower um, students to make those better choices for the student to um, be able to reset and walk away or um, to know their portfolio, it doesn't matter what other people are saying, um, that they can, they can be the ones who decide what goes in that portfolio, what that says about them. Um, and that's how I, I really kind of see Nurtured Heart reflecting um, that, that topic or this topic. Beauteous, and this is Tanya. Um, uh, so for, for me, when it comes to bullying, Matt, I emphatically, emphatically agree with all the things that you've said. Um, you know, so much that we know about humans in general is when people are hurting, they tend to find situations where they find themselves hurting other people. Um, and, and so often when, when kiddos are um, in situations where they find themselves bullying others, it's not done from a place of malice in almost every situation. It's done from a place of pain and from lack of skill set of how to navigate um, their own experiences and emotion. Um, what I think the Nurture Heart Approach brings to um, the environmental world of bullying in such a powerful way is that it supports every person in the dynamics of the relationship. It supports the person who is currently 
um, making bullying decisions or making choices of bullying behavior um, and empowers them of a different tools to navigate strong feelings when they are experiencing those strong feelings that may lead to bullying behavior. Um, B, it helps also to, as Matt was talking about, rewrite portfolio. It helps for that, that young person to tap into a different version of who they are, one that can be successful, one that can navigate relationships in a healthier way. Um, for so many young people in this world, um, they just don't know that they can do different. Um, and this approach is tenacious about holding the truth of the beauty of every person um, before those those individuals. Um, the other thing that I think um, beyond the individual who's sometimes making those bullying decisions um, is the beauty of the Nurture Heart approach for the, the others in the world. So it provides beautiful, beautiful opportunities for children who may be being bullied or maybe witnessing bullying happening um, to empower them to do something about it. Uh, just telling kids and rote training children to stand up to bullies or say no to bullying is, is not enough if they don't have the inner wealth or the inner strength to do so. And this approach um, is passionate about building that inner wealth in every single person so that it can prevent Further, further behavior, it can empower children to stand up for themselves and to know their own value. If a person doesn't know their value, they won't stand up to stop something that's hurting them. Um, and finally, I think the, the really exciting piece of this is that it empowers grown-ups in a completely different way. Because we, we adults around the lives of children who are experiencing bullying in any, any variation of the way that bullying can happen, we get scared. We want to be helpful, we want to be supportive, and often our autopilot is to do that in some sort of um, discipline-focused manner um, with, because we don't have other tools to be able to support and provide a different way of helping kiddos. Um, and so I love, love, love the way that the Nurtured Heart Approach empowers adults to have the strength to look at bullying from a different perspective, that empowers adults to realize that discipline and punishment and consequences is not the only way that the epidemic of bullying is going to shift. And frankly, and honestly, in my opinion, most importantly, it empowers adults to start being role models of positive social interaction with one another. Because kids learn this from somewhere, and we need to be part of that shift. So the approach just becomes very exciting for me because there's not a single human in the encounter um, that can't be empowered and supported by the techniques of this work. And I think you brought up like a really great point there, Tanya. You brought up a bunch, um, but even just one of them, and I think that last one where you say really leading by example for a par um, parents because, you know, mm -hmm. Nurtured Heart is changing how we're interacting um, with people in our lives. And I think parents, especially now, if they have the tools um, of Nurtured Heart, they know, have a different way of interacting with um, people in their lives, and they're doing that, and they're doing it in a way that's much more uh, emotionally fulfilling. Um, you're right, yeah, it's leading by examples. Um, and I think that's really powerful because if we look at um, different types of parenting, uh, more of a authoritative um, or authoritarian um, 
parenting style. I'm, I, you know, I, sometimes I wonder, well, are those the students too um, who might now they've learned that skill from? It, they've, it's been modeled for them. Um, now is it, can they go apply it in a school setting um, in the sense of being a bully? Um, or they can, they can pick out what's wrong with people more quickly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's just interesting to think about, well, raising children within an environment that is, um, is pointing out what is right about people um, versus what is not. And I think I've heard you say this before, Tani. You know, um, when we start naming character qualities and students start naming character qualities about other students um, spontaneously, that's reverse bullying. Um, <laughs> and that's just it's fantastic to think about. Um, and hopefully there are schools that that's happening frequently. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Well, I think, you know, you both bring up some really good points for parents, um, you know, and even for educators as they're listening mm-hmm. to this. It, it's so important to go, what are we advertising that we're interested in? You know, and when we begin as adults pointing out what's right about kids, they see that as the leaders in the school, but also as parents when we start looking at. And, and I love that term too, that reverse bullying of confronting children with what they're doing right, confronting children with their greatness in, in just as powerful of a way um, as can happen with bullying um, and that bullying behavior. I also love the, the idea of inner wealth, and, and I think we can talk more about that um, because people – you know, I'm probably curious about, you know, how does inner wealth get built and how does that support this defense of kind of bullying um, that's out there? And, and I kind of shy away from that bullying term because I think there's, there's so many layers of what's going on um, and labeling people as the bully, the victim, the, I think we get on kind of shaky ground. Can you speak mm-hmm. to that a little bit, Matt or, or Tanya or even Jamie? Um, your thoughts on that too? Um, well, the first thing that springs to my mind is, is, yes, is that when those name tags are applied, especially in some of the ways that, quote, bullying is handled in the schools, you know, the, um, the empowerment becomes, well, not the empowerment, the message and the energy, you know, goes in the wrong place because the mm-hmm. bully gets to be seen as powerful. And, and I think a lot of bullying, at least one of the dynamics, is is a... You know, there's a misperception or a distorted perception of what powerfulness is. So um, mm. I think I think when those labels are avoided, um, you know, that that's a, a wise way to go. Um, and I think yeah, that's go ahead. It's kind of interesting too to think about now what we're labeling kids um, bully, uh, bullies and how powerful that label is too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bully. I'm always going to be a bully, like no matter if I'm trying to interact with this kid in a good way, everyone's mm-hmm. going to see me as a bully. Um, you know, and there was a there was a time where I was interviewing a student um, who had some just mis- general misbehaviors in school, and he had brought up the fact that he's a bad kid. And I said, well, what makes you a bad kid? Um, and he said, well, I have 80-something slips referring to being sent to the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and in his mind, he was a bad kid. So then we had to work, we worked together to kind of rewrite that portfolio for him. And that's the same thing that I think once we start labeling kids as bullies, um, that's a strong label. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, I, absolutely. Sorry, tag teaming. No, you're, no, you're I, good. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with you. And I also think that we, we often, in an effort to be clear and, and have clarity that a behavior is unacceptable, we create those kinds of titles without also providing the education and the information needed for the, the young person to know what to do differently. What we do Absolutely. a really bang up job of is teaching you need to be nice, you need to not do A, B, C, D, and E. But clearly, if a child, or, and, and I want to be very, very purposeful of not just having this conversation be about kids because there are adults all over this world who are perpetually bullying as well. So when we as a human um, choose to bully another person, it, it is usually coming from a place of fear and it's usually coming from a place of lagging skills that need to be retaught. Shame is not going to end this epidemic. If I can say that 17 times, yeah. please let me. Again, <laughs> shame is I not the that? answer applaud. to this. Mm-hmm. Applaud that. I, I think you bring up such a beautiful point, Tanya, that, that is often overlooked, is our job is to teach. It, it is shaming and calling out people and what they're doing wrong. That isn't how our brain works best. <laughs> and it's not how our heart works best. It's when we know what to do and what we're doing that's right, which is where the nurtured heart gets woven in because we're pointing out this is what we want to see more of. This is what we want to celebrate. And there's so much teaching that happens so that the child can and the adult can see themselves differently. Mm-hmm. It becomes powerful because then it is in a place of fear and shame, like you said. Yeah, it's really about, I mean, in Head Start, I, I mean, when I get to see kids at that young in age, it really is, and I don't have a, a lot, I hope that Tanya and Mac can both speak to this, when you're talking about, you know, the idea of the reverse of bullying or um, creating the portfolio, the, the child's own view of themselves becomes uh, filled with positives about what they're capable of doing so they can be the peacekeeper even in a Head Start, you know, <laughs> class, mm-hmm. pre, pre-K class, um, and they think of themselves as contributing to the peace um, which is words that I use all the time when I'm in classrooms, the Head Start classrooms, you know, thank you for being part of the, you know, the calming or whatever way I put it to a child, you know. We actually have a, a peace symbol with a, you know, like a, a lantern that goes around your neck that you get to wear after you've led the, <laughs> the group and, and mm. uh, have done something peaceful. You know, you become the peacekeeper mm-hmm. where this little thing looks like, you know, the 60s. Um, mm. And, the thing I'd like Matt and Tanya to speak to, and, and Sarah, you can chime in to it, is how, you know, the reverse bullying and these other things are all part of creating the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture, if, you know, if I was to label it, i say the culture of you know, conflict resolution and peace. Um, but it's, you know, it's the reverse of what happens in a, in a culture of bullying. Mm-hmm. Can you say some things about that? The culture building? I could say a lot of things about that. <laughs> I was hoping well, you would. Go, first. <laughs> yeah, no, go Matt. Think, and that's, and th- again, the culture, um, I think it all starts with connectedness, connectedness um, which again, mm-hmm. when you're in classrooms or building levels or whatever it may be, and, and the nurtured heart approach is being practiced with fidelity and integrity within that setting, um, those relationships are going to be developed quickly, and they're going to be um, lasting and powerful. 
Um, I truly believe that. And I think that's where having those it's, it's, it's laying the groundwork within a, a classroom setting. Um, or I guess we could kind of go back to what, what Tanya you're talking about, within a work setting um, mm. or a workplace environment, <clears throat> um, laying that groundwork of, um, you know, each person is going to get my energy, my relationship. Um, when, we're, when we're treating each other, uh, well, or contributing to peace. I love that you said that, Jamie. Um, I'm going to steal that and use mm-hmm. that all next year. Um, <laughs> and I think that's that's powerful um, in just laying the groundwork for a positive culture um, to, to, again, recognize, going back to neutral heart, recognizing what's moving in the right direction. Um, you know, and that might be, individual, each individual is going to be different in that sense within a classroom setting or a workplace environment. Um, We can't always uh, compare them um, Mm -hmm. to other people, but, you know, for each student, are we moving in the right direction? And I'm, you know, if the kid's in front of you, yeah, you're moving in the right direction. There's something to talk about um, going well. Uh, Tani, do you have anything to add? Yeah, the word that continues to come to my mind throughout this whole discussion is really a lot about power. Um, Because as we talk about bullying, you know, one of the prerequisites to something being qualified truly as bullying behavior is that there is a power differential involved. Um, And and for so many of us, I think every person on this call, every person probably listening to this podcast has experienced a situation where they – they let their way that they were using their own power get out of control a bit, you know. And, and so much of being able to get in front of those kinds of behavioral choices is being aware of where power boundaries lie and, and how to own and, and value the power that you have as a human while not using it in a way that is impinging on other people's um, rights and values as well. So, you know, for a kiddo to look at the way that they're using behavior or for a young person, you know, a teenager, um, looking at the way that they're using their power wisely and and really calling that out in the same way for adults, you know, be it adults um, in a school or in a home or in a workplace setting, you know, being aware of where there are power differentials that could lead to um, an inadvertent kind of bullying that could be happening. Now, I know by definition Mm -hmm. the bullying needs to be purposeful, but I don't always think that the first seeds of bullying are. Because so much has to do with power and control, and it has so much to do with a true longing for connection that gets derailed when when people, regardless of how old we are, um, misperceive that there is more uh, connection, more power, more impact available through negativity than through positivity. And we have to, and one of the beauties, the beautiful things that the approach provides is a way to help undo those spirals. Because as long as an individual believes that they will be more seen, more valued, more acknowledged when things are going wrong, um, <laughs> that they will be more um, powerful, connected to problems, that behavior will perpetuate and continue. So it takes purpose and intention from people um, in, in, in cultures to be able to, A, um, 
have an openness to the awareness of where power and, dif- and power differentials lie, and secondly, um, to just be mindful that we don't inadvertently show up for the wrong stuff because it, it happens so accidentally, um, and, and then and then we're um, you know up to our necks in uh, interpersonal challenges that it takes a good amount of time to undo. Um, so so much of it is about awareness. I would second you over and over again on many of the things you talked about, Tanya, because I, I really believe that part of what the Nurture Heart has done for myself, for um, the, the coworkers that I have, and even for the children that I've taught this to, is to raise the awareness that there is energy <laughs> between us, and it's either positive or negative, and it is a choice. And that, that choice then because, becomes the empowerment um, and I love recognizing kids for their ability to handle um, something in a powerful way. I think, I think those are words that we don't use enough. Um, we often view power as negative, but it can be so positive. Um, and really laying that, found work, that foundation of it is a choice and we get to decide how we show up. And having that awareness that you can stop this at any time through that intentionality and really authentically wanting a different relationship with someone. And it doesn't have to be mutual at first. It can just be one-sided that you're going after it, um, which is so empowering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, I, I think that's where, you know, the nurtured heart just has so many... Um, gifts that keep giving um, through understanding negative, through understanding how to really get that positive in going in that right direction because we do have such a weak language for appreciation and gratitude, like you said, Jamie. Um, So really learning how to notch up how we see people, our our language of negativity is so dramatic and so detailed and our language of positivity is often so weak Um, so it's easy to fall into that negative kind of bath because it has it has more it's richer unfortunately sometimes Mm -hmm. so well said Other things on, you know, if a parent were listening right now, where and and maybe their son or daughter is on one side or the other, um, where should they start? What would be a good starting point for them? Or maybe this is um, an adult listening that they're they're just having an awareness. This is wow. This sounds exactly like my workplace. Where would you advise them to start? Where would be a good starting point for them to start shifting things? I always go back um, to, you know, even for myself, um, when I'm in the gloom and doom um, or I'm working with a teacher or a student or administrator, I always go back to drawing um, just a dot on a white piece of paper and then for thinking about, um, you know, that I see that dot right away and that's the problem. Um, and I'm in the gloom and doom, and I see the dot, but there's so much white space there. Um, what is it? And just to start naming them. And I might do that on my own if it's something personal that's happening with me. I might do that on my own. Um, you know, and as I keep thinking and noticing, 
these things, making those mental notes. Um, if I don't feel comfortable in those situations, at least it can change my 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 um, framework for the the experience. And hopefully, as I get more comfortable with um, maybe that parent or that teacher or uh, the situation, I can start to name those qualities. And I think that's where it all just starts to go back to what's going well. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be. I think when people think about Nurtured Heart and they think about the recognitions, um, they think it's going to be a five-minute talk about what went well. And while those are great, I don't know, it doesn't always have to be that way. It can be a, I think I re, uh, remember a, another trainer once um, referring to it as like a drive-by. Like a, hey, I like your hard work right there. Um, or you're, you're picking up, um, or I see that you're picking up your materials, or I see that you um, held the door open for John. Um, just those little things um, to get the ball rolling um, in the right direction um, and leading by example again, kind of going back to that whole idea um, that we were talking about earlier. I mean, that's... Yeah, I would... Yeah. Oh, I can hop in there. When, you know, in, when I think about leading by example, the challenge for me has been to um, you know, stay clear on on my intentions or the stands, you know, that I'm not going to get pulled uh, accidentally into energizing the negativity, which is I think very easy to do with bullying. You know, you, oh, yeah. it it brings up a lot in me mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when I'm uh, dealing with watching kids being bullied or the bull- you know that sort of thing going on, and it brings up a lot in me in in the adult world, and I've mm-hmm. had um, some personal experiences with that very you know, recently um, uh, in, in in my direction. And what I've said to myself is, okay, consistent with not energizing negativity, I'm not going to re- respond in kind. There's a part of me that, you know, flashes up and goes, uh, you know, w- wants to do something in, in kind, reflect it back. <laughs> but uh-huh. Good way of putting it, you know, uh-huh. act the same way, basically. I can feel it come up in me. Um, so I, I have to be clear that that's not what I'm going to do. And the way I do that is I remind myself by speaking out loud, speaking to my wife, Nancy, um, I'm not going to become a person that I don't want to become. And that's another way of my setting mm-hmm. my intention that I'm going to maintain the positivity and I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be made into somebody I don't want to be. Um, beautiful because of, Yeah, because of the uh, onslaught I am um, experiencing at the time. So it's a clarity about no, and it's a clarity about yes. Um, you know, the, those um, positives I'm going to find, even if it's that I'm holding up well under the, uh, uh, you know, uh, aggressive hostility of, of somebody else uh, that's directing it at me. Um, and the clarity about what my boundaries are is the third part. So, you know, in, if you were talking about a classroom, that might be what the rules are and how you're energizing them. But in a, in a personal way, for me, it's my boundaries. What will I allow, not allow? Mm-hmm. How am I going to respond to those things? And that goes back, of course, to not energizing the negative. And, in, 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 you know, acknowledging myself, you know, I, I was called names. I was called vulgarities and sworn at. And yet, you know, I still walked up on my porch, opened my door, and went in without reacting uh, in kind. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So um, those are, you know, I, when I heard you speaking, Matt, those those things came to mind for me that the bullying isn't or that sort of hostile behavior that comes about 
um, in the adult workplace at times or in the neighborhood or wherever it's going on. It's not that I'm going to say the right thing or not say the right thing by withholding the energy that's going to be transformative um, necessarily in any short term, but it is that I am going to, um, I am doing, quote, the right thing, or I am, uh, it is working in the big picture if I hold to those intentions. And then it's, you know, day in and day out practice of that. Jamie, I love your mention of the big picture because I think, mm-hmm. yes, there, when, when you mentioned at the beginning of, of this section of the conversation about if you're a parent or you're an educator who is watching this happen, um, man, I in those moments, there's so much that comes up within me as a human, you know, within, mm-hmm. within the person who's listening in. And, um, and it, I have found time and time again that the best ways that I can utilize this approach within me, um, because for those of you that are new, as much as we can utilize the Nurture Heart approach with children, it's truly a gift for us first, (laughs) beautifully so. And so, you know, in that moment, I'm able to honor and acknowledge that I'm upset and honor and acknowledge that it's okay, that this is making me really frustrated. Because I think if we shove the feelings away and go into superhero mode to save the child, we're inadvertently bringing our dramatic energy in and and fanning the flames of problems. So being very purposeful that we're taking care of ourselves and owning and acknowledging and feeling the feelings and recognizing with absolute clarity that this wasn't quickly developed and it's not going to be a quick fix. Um, And that the more that I'm taking care of me, the better participant I'm going to be in being a clear voice for the people that I'm I'm engaging with. Um, Instead of accidentally pouring gasoline on an already existing flame. Uh, I talk about this, you know, in family structures and in classroom structures all the time. For goodness sake, we don't need more people involved in the tantrum. And I think so often my natural vibrant inclination is to holler my truth as a part of being part of the solution when inadvertently I'm just part of the more noise. It's just a cacophony of sound without resolution. So just being purposeful and mindful about how you use the gifts that you've got um, to be uh, an active and intentional part of change. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's, you know, to, to even add to that, you know, when you talk about that superhero coming in, it is an intention to allow the child to be the hero of the story mm-hmm. and not me to come and fix. Mm-hmm. That's really my own stuff. <laughs> when I swoop down or when I, you know, like you say, you know, yell from mountaintops your truth, um, it's, those are my issues to, to really be reflective on, on what is my intention here. Is it to stop the behavior? Is it to build inner wealth? What am I, what am I looking for here? What am I going after? Um, and that's the pause, and that you talked about it too, Jamie. We all have a choice to react, and how we react is always our choice. And... And there's such beauty and such freedom and empowerment 
um, that we can own, even like you said, Tanya, this, the Nurtured Heart Approach is a gift for us first um, to be participants in relationships as we teach and guide children <laughs> so that we can be the models um, that, that they can look up to and, and really begin to have that social and emotional awareness of others um, that can build that climate and community we want in our schools, which will eventually move to the climate and community we want in our workplaces. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you said, Sarah, that really stuck out to me just then was, <clears throat> do I want to be the hero of the story or do I want to let the kid be? Um, and that's just, like, again, now, um, if we're able to let ourselves step back and we give maybe the, the child um, or coworker, whoever it is, the tools or um, the tools and to respond, um, I think that, you know, respond in an appropriate way. Um, And I think that's where that's much more meaningful, and it goes back to what you're saying, building inner wealth. That's a firsthand experience. Now now that child or the person knows how to, they know that they can um, inner, uh, not interfere, but interject or to stop bullying when they do see it um, and to do it in an appropriate way. and I think that's an, like another portfolio builder. Um, it says a lot about who they are as a person um, to be able to stand up. Because what does that look like, stand up? When we mm-hmm. tell kids to stand up to bullying, yeah. well, what does that look like? Because my definition is going to look heck of a lot different than someone else's. Someone else's might be, well, we're going to fight. We're going to uh, fight it out. Well, Absolutely. and that's, you know, that is standing up, but yeah, exactly. but, but not what we're looking for. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and really what right. the, and yeah, that's what, clarity for adults. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, one other thing too, I, when Tanya you were talking about it too, uh, was that um, I have to be you have to be able to recognize those feelings within yourself, um, and it goes, all goes back to that modeling. Um, of we're going to model these, if we're doing this out loud, we're modeling it for our kids. Because I think all too often we tell kids it's not a big deal, like you're okay, like buck up, you know what I mean? Um, but no, it is a big deal, and they are handling their emotions in an appropriate way. They're not yelling, they're not hitting, they're not running out of the building. Um, but to allow them now to honor that within themselves and have that self-talk um, be be different. And I think that's powerful, too. I think when we talk about kids who are bullying or have been bullied and the self-talk that comes with those situations um, can be detrimental. Uh, so I think that's another uh, just interesting point to think about when we're talking about bullying and self-talk. And I think that all kind of goes into the, the portfolio um, of analogy that Nurtured Heart uses. Um, Yeah, Yeah, in the classroom, the clarity, I'm sorry, in the classroom, the clarity of, you know, what the rules are, I think you're talking about some bullying isn't bullying, you know, we can't get into all the the, uh, nuances and distinctions of that, but in in terms of the classroom rules, when there's clarity about the rules, um, that is so so helpful, Uh, you know, someone uh, does do something that's, you know, purposely aggressive and detrimental towards somebody else and it's it's dealt with or somebody says I don't you know I don't like that when you do this 
that assertiveness, which is one of the tools they need, can be honored, uh, as could the child who maybe aggressed and backs down when the assertive when the person asserts themselves. And you got a couple things to celebrate right. um, that they knew the Absolutely. limit. They listened to the other peer, you know. And assertiveness, uh, which is what I do a lot of with kids in the Head Start classroom, I also consult for the you know elementary and middle schools. Um, assertiveness is standing up for yourself without putting the other person down. And, and there's lots of um, different ways of acknowledging that across, you know, classroom mm-hmm. interactions. Since you were on the thing about Absolutely. what does it mean to stand up. Right, right. You stand up well, for that, yourself and you don't put the other person down is assertiveness versus aggression. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I, that, so much of that you know, leads to this, this discussion about clarity and the importance of clarity. And, mm-hmm. and I want to just be reflective as I know we're getting closer to the end of our time. Yes, we that, are. <laughs> that we, we don't leave the conversation without being clear okay. that part of the Nurture Heart approach is saying if a line is crossed, that, that there needs to be, in, in an analogy, like a sports analogy, a whistle needs to be blown, right? So you, you've heard the conversation has spiraled um, you know, throughout our chat tonight around pro, ways to be proactive, um, ways to truly shift the tide of the bullying conversation because it's so much about what's happening outside of the actual incidence of bullying that will change it. Responding when bullying behavior happens is not where the magic's going to happen and the bullying behavior is going to never happen again. The, pro- the prevention of bullying um, is done in all of the other moments. And if there is um, circumstances that rise you know, and you need to respond, then for goodness sakes, respond. It's absolutely acceptable and in alignment with this approach to say that's not okay. And yet, to be equally purposeful that that does not define that child any more than any of the amazing choices they've made in other moments of their life define that child. And again, that's where that comes back to us, that no amount of suspension or expulsion or lecture or consequence punishment, A, B, C, D, E, F, or G, is going to prevent that child from making that choice again. That is all for us. That is all to make us feel like we had an impact. And the beauty of having a different way to look at things is to know I can call a spade a spade. I can say no. No is not a swear word in the nurture approach. I can say no, but I need to get my eyes back to what yes is very quickly or else I'll get stuck in the muck of no. No. Well, I think uh, that's probably a beautiful place to um, close. <laughs> I know we're running out of time and to be mindful of the time. Um, so much um, has been said here, um, both from um, the interactions that we have with children to the proactive, to the workplace, to the school, and it's just really the beginning of a conversation um, about bullying in my mind. Um, so thank you all for joining tonight. Just on a housekeeping, um, I just want to share a couple things um, that the Children's Success Foundation has going on. Um, for those of you, um, as we end, if you're interested in the Nurtured Heart Approach and want more information, um, there is much information to be had at uh, the website, um, childrensuccessfoundation.com. 
But also there is some things happening for those of you that have been exposed to the Nurtured Heart Approach and want to take it that next step. We have a uh, training coming up in Fargo, North Dakota, um, which I'm very excited um, to be a part of too. And that's going to be on um, July 24th and runs through the 29th. But also you heard Matt talk about that his first experience with the Nurtured Heart Training was in the UK. And I was also over in the UK and I can't say I, I can just say so much about an international experience um, and that this is not just the Nurtured Heart Approach is not just tied to stateside um, and the U.S. This is, this is crossing borders and crossing cultures. And you have a unique opportunity. Um, there will be a certified training intensive that will be happening in the U.K. October 2nd through the 7th in Manchester. Um, and so... Again, there's lots of things happening, foundation courses um, that will be beginning in October, and all of the information can be found at that um, website. So I just want to thank you for your time, all of you, Matt, Jamie, Tanya, um, and we're just excited um, that you've begun the conversation on bullying and shifting the energy of this conversation. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, Sarah. Thank you. Brilliantly led. <laughs> Thank you. You're always gracious, <laughs> Tanya.